One yeah. of the things we work on is emotions and, and worried is an emotion and, you know, stressors and things like that. They're just energy in the body. Let it move through. Don't hold, try to hold on to them. Don't come up with a story about why you're sad, why you're angry. Discharge that emotion and that energy and that feeling. Yeah. And then see what happens. Because most of the time we come up with a reason why our body feels the way they are. It's irrelevant. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hi, be it babe. Okay, this is so fun. So what is actually really cool about this episode is I actually just got to see my guest in real life at the time of this recording, at the time this is coming out. It I have no idea when that was. <laughs> but um, what I'm so excited about is that Dr. Bender is one of the most amazing, smartest women that I ever know. And I love to chat with her about things I've heard um, on a podcast or a study I've read or whatever about medical science, all these things. And then she explains it because there are so many things that can affect us being it till we see it. Like there just is. And I know every once in a while I pop in a medical thing, either to advocate for yourself or just information. And this is one of those episodes. So this episode, uh, we are going to talk about stress. And we could have probably talked for hours, <laughs> hours and hours about stress, um, signs and symptoms of stress, what stress is. We really did dive in in a way that I think you will actually be able to use this um, right now in your daily life today. But I am telling you, I'm so fascinated about what came out towards the end about what can cause stress. And it is insane. Uh, and and also like, holy crap. <laughs> um, we might be, uh, causing ourselves more stress, just trying to reason with ourselves. So what I hope you get out of this is that one, I want you to be it till you see it in all the ways in life that you can be. And that could actually like the, if you are a perfectionist and overachiever that can actually cause some stress. But if you be it till you see it as a person who is achieving what you want, having the life you live with ease in your life. That's, this is the be in it till I see it that I'm trying to do is have those things with ease. Um, what a great way to practice being it till you see it is in a way of dealing with your stress in your body and in your life. And so you might be like, ah, oh, less, my life is good. I got some things going on, but I'm not stressed out. Please to listen because a, there's some things you can share with people, right? I've got a few coaching calls this month where we're really talking about ways that people can handle the stress that they're going through because there's no way to avoid what they are going through. So how do we handle it? Um, and also you might not be recognizing that the signs and symptoms that you're feeling are because of stress because you may have been going through them for so long. So I cannot wait to hear takeaways about this. I'm really, really excited to have this guest back. If you have not heard her original episode, it, we talked a lot about hormones, go back to that. Then when we ended, we had another topic that I'll have to bring uh, her on with um, th that I'm really excited about. So um, my team will bring her on because 
well, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's the most smartest fucking woman I know. And there are several things in our bodies and our lives and the, what makes us up as a human being that can affect us doing the things that we want to do in this lifetime that we are not aware of. And if we are aware of them, we can take actions to allow and make accommodations for that. So my loves, here is Dr. Bender. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I'm so excited because I have one of my besties in life and we've had her on the podcast before. So you'll remember, you'll recognize her voice if you've been a long time listener and I almost said first time caller, but y'all don't call in. So, <laughs> um, but I have Dr. Bender here and we, I was chatting with her uh, on her first episode with us and we didn't even get into stress. We got into all these things about hormones and it was amazing. But, um, one of the things I talked to her a lot about is stress and something I have noticed in coaching a lot of uh, businesses and also just teaching people plies in general is that our goals tend to stress perfectionists out like crazy. So, <laughs> so, so then these, perf- so if you're a perfectionist, hello, I'm recovering one. And so I see you and I have, I, I totally understand the stress of like your goals and like all the things you want to do in this life. And unfortunately, like some stress is very good. Like it's good for your bones. It's like good for a diamond, making a diamond, but it also can cause us some crazy trauma, stress, all the stuff that's redundant stress is stress. But, um, Dr. Bender, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you here. And I, um, before we get into like why, you know, stress is bad, can we, or can be bad? Can we talk about like who you are and what you actually do in the world? So people who don't know you yet can hear how you're so amazing. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me back. I'm really, really excited to be here. And I think it's good timing to be talking about stress um, and how that affects our body and, you know, what our body actually does with the stress. Um, so I am a naturopathic medical doctor. I live in Los Angeles, California. I have a clinic here called pure vitality rejuvenation center. Um, we're expanding and we're growing, which is exciting. Um, and at our center, we really look at people as a whole, right? We're, we're looking at your hormones and your gut and your mental health. Um, and all those things, we're looking at your nutrition and your habits and your diet and, you know, uh, all the different pieces and how that comes together to create health or disease. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what we do lab testing and things like that, um, I've over the last several years also gotten into a lot of mental health, um, with patients, do some psychedelic work with patients. Um, we refer out for lots of different uh, options for people. And so stress over the last few years in the pandemic has really become a focus of mine, partially because that's just what everyone is needing right now. Right. I, um, yeah, I mean, like 
I think we're all a little bit on in an interesting level of stress. And especially when you live in LA, there's just the daily stress of surviving life <laughs> in a city that drives that should be on trains. Uh, <laughs> um, but then like you layer on a pandemic of uncertainty and all those changes and all that stuff. And something that I admire about you is like, I've, we've known each other for so many years and I've watched you, um, grow your business as you mentioned, expanding. And, you know, it's not that you don't ever have stress in your life, but you somehow know how to manage it well. And I think that is something we'll have to get into, but can we talk about like, maybe some people are so stressed out, they don't even know what non-stressed out is. So can we talk about signs, symptoms that you're stressed out just for the people who might be like, I'm not stressed. And they're like, act like their family's like, she's so stressed. Yeah, it's so interesting. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's also a doctor. Um, and so often we've been habituated to feel like this is normal, right? Um, and stress can show up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Sometimes it shows up as skin conditions. So when people are really stressed out, sometimes they can have, you know, like rashes or, or, or skin issues. Um, GI symptoms, right, are really, really um, related to stress oftentimes. And so it can range anything from chronic diarrhea, constipation, not being hungry. This is like one of the big things. I have women come in all the time and they're like, I wake up and I'm not hungry and I don't have to eat till two o'clock. You're not hungry because your body is in fight or flight, not rest and digest, right? Even when you're sleeping, you're stressed out. We'll talk about cortisol and all those hormone components, but you're not hungry because your body is stressed out and isn't able to digest and your digestion is not running smoothly. Um, it can have hormone, you know, impacts. So anything from weight gain, um, irregular menstrual cycles, um, you know, spotting, things like that, headaches, muscle tightness, right? So like clenching your jaw is a big one that we just don't always think about because it's so habitual, right? Tight shoulders. Um, it's really interesting to me when patients come in, they really don't even know that they have these symptoms because they're so dissociated from their body. And this, I would say, is a really difficult symptom to pinpoint yourself but is probably one of the bigger symptoms, right? People are so out of touch with their body. They're literally dissociated from it. So they say, oh, I don't feel pain. Oh, I feel fine. And you start digging a little bit more and they're not registering their discomfort, but it doesn't mean that their body isn't experiencing pain or abnormalities or things like that. They're just so stressed. They, they don't. Yeah. It's like our, our bodies are so good at protecting us that it can protect us from ourselves. Like it's just, which <laughs> is such a crazy thing to think about. But I, some of those symptoms you brought up, I find, you know, I think so many people can go, oh, I just ate something bad or, oh, I'm allergic to that. Or, oh, what, I wonder what I ate. Cause it didn't sit well with me. And it's like, okay, how long? Cause when I was going through my stomach issues, what I realized is actually sometimes the things that you're upsetting your stomach are from like three days ago. So it's, <laughs> so it's actually not, you just ate in this moment. So if you're having that reaction, it might actually be because you're stressed. <laughs> you're stressed Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and then, you know, some of the biggest ones are poor sleep changes in your mood. So, um, you know, people don't always, no, I think, I think a lot of people know like, oh, if I'm not sleeping well and I'm 
worried about something. Um, but sometimes I have patients come in and they're like, I'm, I'm not stressed at all. Um, but I'm not sleeping well and I'm fatigued and I have to rely on coffee to get up in the morning and you know, all those, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I also wonder, like, we think, I think we are also thinking like stress is something that is easy to pinpoint. We know why we're stressed out. It's because there's something stressful happening in the moment, as opposed to like chronic, like just living in an uncertain world for two years. (laughs) (laughs) with your kids at home and having to change, you know, your entire lifestyle and then change it back and then be unsure if you did it right. And you know, all that stuff. So like all that stuff is just like, it's almost like a little layer. It's like warming a frog up in a, on a pot. You don't even notice that you you're hit stress too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't stress, can't stress. Um, is there any kind of stress that's actually okay for us to have? Are we supposed to like try to be Zen all the time? Great question. So I think the word stress is really interesting. Um, and I use that sometimes with patients, especially when we're, when I'm talking about hormones or GI function, um, I'll say like, oh, there are these stressors on the body and patients immediately when they think of stress, think of like mental, emotional stress or anxiety. And, um, while, while there's probably some, um, benefit to, short bursts of even mental, emotional stress, right? If something is stressing you out from a mental, emotional standpoint, to me, that's an indicator that that's something that's important to you. And maybe that's a boundary, right? So if you're stressed out about something, maybe that's because somebody's pushing your boundary and really you should be holding that boundary, right? Or, um, you know, there's other benefits to sort of acute stressors. Same thing with the body. So you know, with exercise, I have a lot of women that come in more pre-pandemic than, than post, but pre-pandemic, I would have a lot of women come in who are having hormone issues, trouble losing weight, fertility issues. And one of the stressors that we talked about, one of the stressors on the body was they were actually working out too much. Mm. They would be doing like intense, intense workouts five, six, seven times a day, right? Or seven times a week you know, sometimes doubling up doing like 10 in a week and they weren't fueling their body enough. So they were also like in a calorie deficit. And those are actually stressors on the body. Fasting is a stressor on the body. Cold is a stressor on the body. And those things have benefit when you do them in particular ways for short amounts of time. Right. Right. So like I do a two minute cold shower in the morning, but I'm not taking I'm not, I'm not sitting in a cold pool for the day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so human bodies actually do really well when we have these little stressors, right? When we, when we get, um, and not even little stressors, but acute short acting stressors, right? Adrenaline comes from our adrenal glands. That's why it's called adrenaline. The other name for adrenaline is epinephrine, mm-hmm. right? So those are the same molecule, um, you know, you see on, on movies, um, somebody has like, uh, like has died and they take the EpiPen and they like jab it into their heart. Right. And they give them adrenaline and they're like, <gasps> yeah, adrenaline, right. Adrenaline is this fast acting, short lived molecule in your body where if somebody cuts you off in traffic or you see a bear in nature, you have this flood of this hormone that's supposed to help you get very focused, very clear, very present and get out of that situation. That's adaptive, right? 
But if you are constantly living in a state of these sort of, there's bears all around you, you're living with these bears for 10 years and the bears are actually your bosses at work, but you have that same response, then instead of epinephrine or adrenaline being the main driver, cortisol becomes the main driver. And this is, uh, this puts like weight around our middles, cortisol, prolonged stress of any kind, whether it's emotional or physical stressors, actually shrinks our brain. Stop it. Actually shrinks our brain, like the white matter in our brain. They've done imaging, like it actually atrophies certain parts of our brain, um, specifically the ones that are associated with like memory, um, emotions, some of our, our, this um, is crazy. So is that yeah. like, are, I mean, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, is that what's happening? Like, is that a correlation to Alzheimer's and dementia going up? Like, is, we don't know that yet. We don't, I don't know that we know that specifically. I would say maybe dementia. Um, and certainly some of, some of what we experience as older people and a lot of my patients in their forties and fifties are exhibiting signs and symptoms that we would associate with like early Alzheimer's um, and early dementia, but it's not, it's just the the cortical atrophy. Um, Alzheimer's and dementia are multifactorial. There's probably, so now they're calling Alzheimer's um, type three diabetes. There's a, that's so crazy, crazy. So there's a really big metabolic component with um, sugar and sugar utilization in the brain, which probably does stem from in some part cortisol and and stress hormones because cortisol changes how your body metabolizes sugar. Um, it stores fat. You're you're less likely to be able to utilize sugar well. Um, so there there absolutely may be a correlation, and they probably don't make each other better. Yeah. So this is so this is so interesting because. I do have, I remember when I, when I lived in LA and I'm sure it still exists in other cities, not just there, but I, I would see these women who would go to two and three workouts a day. They were in that calorie deficit and it is not healthy. It's not healthy for, I would watch their skin. It was like all these things that they're like, well, now I got to do this because my skin is like this. It's like, well, it's like, you're not supposed to work out like that. And the other thing is like what we have also learned is that like women's workouts should not look like men. So you can, you're not doing two days with the dudes. We have different hormones, we have different things. And so we have to be more diligent about listening to our body and also giving it what it needs when it needs it. And we can't do that if we're so stressed out or disassociated from our own body to know what it needs. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, okay. What, um, because you're not our doctor for every single person who's listening, uh, what are, so what, what in the rules of, in the rules of where you can, you know, give advice here, what are some things that people, people can do to identify stress and then also like de-stress? Like what can they? <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, you know, the little disclaimer is I am not your doctor if you're listening or maybe I am. And if you're my patient, hello, but for the majority of you, I'm not your doctor. So consult your doctor, um, before you do anything. Uh, that's just like a little disclaimer. Um, so stress, I would say we break down, I break down stress into sort of two main categories, which is physical stressors and then sort of psychological, emotional stressors. Okay. And physical stressors are like we talked about fasting or calorie deficit exercise, um, cold, extreme cold, extreme heat, those things, um, when done in a certain way can be really beneficial, but again, when done 
in an unhealthy way, not good for the body. So a lot of the research is coming out. Um, previously, there was very little research on intermittent fasting for women who were still menstruating. All the research was done in either men or postmenopausal women. And so there's a lot of menstruating women who saw the research, didn't realize that they weren't part of that study, started doing it. And that's probably not great, uh, a great stressor for hormones and for cortisol and those types of things. Certainly during certain parts of your cycle, probably not ideal. Um, like you talked about doing short, short, uh, cold exposures, right? So up to a few minutes is actually really good for the body. Um, doing hot exposures for short amounts of time, good for the body. Um, not sleeping is a huge physiologic stressor. So, you know, identifying where maybe some of your habits or things are not optimal, prioritizing sleep, um, you know, rest and recovery. If you're, if you're exercising, um, not being careful, not to over-exercise, um, you know, not to significantly undereat, prioritizing proteins, things like that sort of fall under that physical physiologic stressor. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize how they might actually be under eating or at least under eating in the certain nutrients. Like even my own father, he was trying to lose some weight and, and he's like, well, I'm not eating that much food. And I'm like, I think that's the problem. I think that is the problem that you're not eating enough for how active you are. And so your body is holding on to everything because it's so freaked out. So can we get you some more, let's like, let's just spend a week just looking at what you're eating and just seeing what days you're consistently under eating so we can figure that out. Yep. And, um, uh, the timing of what, of when you're eating. So keeping blood sugar regulated, keeping blood sugar stable makes it so that all of your hormones, like your cortisol, your ghrelin, your leptin, your, your, um, uh, glucagon, like all of those things aren't fluctuating and going crazy because you can be under eating. So here's the thing you can be under eating calories most days. And then on the weekend, you're like, oh, you know, I eat a normal amount of calories or a little bit more. And, and because overall you're having more calories than you need at certain times, your body's going to store that. Right. Right. So, um, so making sure that you are eating enough for what you're trying to do with your body, but visceral fat specifically is really hormonally driven. So even if you're under eating, but your cortisol is high, you're, you're just going to have a really hard time, especially getting rid of that visceral fat. Yeah. You're, and that's the dangerous stuff anyways. That's the dangerous stuff. You're probably going to start breaking down muscle or, or not being able to gain muscle. There's all those, those pieces. Um, so just being aware, right. Of, of what do I need? And I know this sounds cliche, but mindfulness right? Just getting back into your body, doing any sort of um, activities that get you back in touch with your body. I love dancing. Like I just, I, that's always been a thing that I love and it really puts me back in touch with my body. And so, um, so I'll do like dance classes or, or I'll just take 10 minutes in between patients and have a little dance party to bring me back down into my body. That oftentimes um, two things. One, it's again, going to help you if you are slightly dissociated and not in touch with your body. And two, oftentimes those um, sorts of activities are, are stress relieving in and of themselves, yeah. right? So yeah. mindfulness, meditation, just uh, focusing on your breath 
is an attempt to get you reconnected to your body. Yeah. And what I love about those suggestions are like mostly free. Like you can, mostly you, free. Can <laughs> you can turn on free music probably somewhere and dance to it. And it can be the same song every day, <laughs> you know, until you need a new one. And you can just sit and intentionally think about your breathing because that's not something we have to intentionally do all the time. Um, that's so, so you mentioned like the physical signs of stressors and like some things there. There's also, I think the mental, there's another stress. Yeah. Yeah. Like mental, emotional, um, psychosocial, whatever you want to call what a lot of people, when they think of stress, that's what they're thinking of, right? They're thinking of symptoms of anxiety, racing thoughts, being nervous or worried or anxious about, um, things that are happening. And so it's really interesting. Um, two things I'll say about that. One very often in humans, we, we are storytellers. Humans are storytellers. We are meaning makers. We like to know what that thing means in, in our life. And so oftentimes people have physical reactions that feel like stress. So one of the big ones is actually histamine. Mm -hmm. So histamine is, um, like if you have seasonal allergies, you yeah. know about histamines, right? Histamine yeah. is a, is something that our immune system produces that can produce rashes, um, itchy, itchy eyes, runny nose, congestion, like all of the signs of um, like seasonal allergies. Histamine, when it gets into the brain, makes you feel anxious. Racing heart, it can give you stomach issues, all of these things. And so sometimes people just have a histamine reaction because they've come in contact with something that releases histamine. Um, unfortunately, chocolate can be a trigger sometimes. There are these high histamine foods, um, but I'm seeing this a lot post-COVID. People's histamine trigger is just, it's just a hair trigger where wow. before the things didn't bother them at all. Now they're having anxiety. They're having trouble sleeping. They're getting some rashes but they, their body feels right. They, they right. just they feel like they've drank coffee all day long. Yeah. That's and crazy. So they, Cause you can crazy. be like mindful breath work and you're just doing this thing. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's like, actually there's nothing. It's just the, well, the, the histamine is histamine in your brain. We got to get that out. <laughs> histamine in your brain. And the crazier thing is most often humans will make up a reason that they're anxious. Right. So they feel, oh, we, we have to, feel. we, <gasps> They feel anxious in their body from the histamine, from whatever it is. They, they feel anxious. Their heart is racing, right? And they don't attribute it to a, a high histamine food that they consumed or the fact that they came in contact with a cat because they don't always necessarily get like allergies that we think of allergies, but the histamine's in the brain. And so they, they feel anxious. And then they're like, oh, I started feeling anxious when I started, they just happened to be thinking about going to work. This is all subconscious, right? But your brain says, oh, you started feeling this way when you started thinking about this thing, this thing is making you feel that way. And then you start coming up with reasons. Oh, I'm anxious because maybe I'm thinking my boss is gonna be mean. Like you actually attribute meaning where there is no meaning. So then you just start telling yourself a story. And so now your poor boss has done nothing to cause you stress. You think your boss is calling you stress and it's never going to go away because you have to deal with the histamine. And then here's the, here's the, here's the even crazier part. 
if that histamine goes away, but you have had that same thought pattern so many times, you will actually train your brain to become anxious when thinking about that topic. Oh, I believe that it's the habit because there's you there's yes, that's how habits are created. Like we create them based on emotions in the brain. It releases something. So now, oh, and what's so crazy is people could be like leaving partners or jobs that had nothing to do with the- <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) Great. Well, we literally then train our brain that this thing or this person or this situation was making us anxious. And then let's say you stop eating that food or you get out of that environment, you're no longer triggered with the histamine. The histamine goes away, but you've actually reprogrammed your brain to have an anxious reaction to that topic. So why we need, everyone needs to take Byron Katie's four questions. Instead of trying to make meaning, just ask yourself, how do I know this is real? (laughs) And so it's, it's been really wild, especially post COVID. Like I said, I've seen so many people have this, um, you know, uh, hair trigger on their histamine. There is a supplement and I'm not recommending anyone take this supplement. This is just for educational purposes, but um, there is a supplement called DAO, which is a, a, I think it's diamino oxidase, but it's the enzyme that actually breaks down histamine in your body. Hmm. So antihistamine medication blocks histamine from docking at the receptors, but there's tons of different histamine receptors in the body. There's H1, H2, there's like all these different ones. And it only blocks it in some of these places. And it doesn't necessarily block the places that make you feel anxious. So in some people it does, some people it doesn't. But if you take an antihistamine and you're like, I'm still anxious and now I'm tired, it doesn't mean that it's not the histamine. Right. Um, it, it could be that the histamine wasn't blocked at the proper receptor from the medication. Right. So DAO is an enzyme that actually eats up and breaks down the histamine faster it's like taking a lactate pill if you're lactose intolerant. Got it. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Enzyme. yeah, and so we shouldn't just go out and run out and take the supplement because you actually probably don't want to block histamine unnecessarily. I mean, there's low risk to it, but like talk to your doctor, you know, yeah. talk to your doctor kind of a thing. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Really- that is so crazy. So and I love that we're talking about this because at the beginning of this before we recorded, like, it was like, how can we, like people understand that stress is, could be either they could be stressing themselves out to become the next person. Or now that we've heard about histamine, we could be telling ourselves an entire story, which is keeping us from being in Tawasi. <laughs> Completely. Completely. So I would say that it's actually a, another reason to be it till you see it is because what you're feeling and what you're attributing it to may actually not be correlated, mm-hmm. right? It, you may be thinking, oh, I'm anxious about doing this podcast because, because I actually have imposter syndrome and all these things, but your brain is just coming up with a reason that seems rational Yeah, why your body's having a certain response. That is so, wow. It's, cool. it's so crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> Like you can be like, okay, I may like my body feels anxious, but that, that is one of the biggest things is like, let your body have whatever response it's having, Mm -hmm. try to move energy through. So my, my Tantra coach, one of the things we work on is 
emotions and, and worried is an emotion and, you know, stressors and things like that. They're just energy in the body. Let it move through. Don't try to hold on to them. Don't come up with a story about why you're sad, why you're angry, discharge that emotion and that energy and that feeling. Yeah. Then see what happens. Cause most of the time we come up with a reason why our body feels the way they are. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Oh, that is so key. And it made me think of a couple of things. So I just want to touch on this y'all. It's just, you can move it out. Like you can just identify it. Like I, I'm feeling this way. And like, I don't, you don't have to go. I wonder why it's just like, I'm feeling this way period. <laughs> and then like, but also not to mask it because that's going to cause more stress. So my favorite annual read is the big leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about, um, there's like seven signs that you are upper limiting yourself. So when you upper limit yourself, it's because you stepped outside of your comfort zone and you're kind of in your new, you're like you're in your flow of what's coming up next, right? It's that new thing that you've been wanting to have. It's that new schedule or that new job or that new relationship, whatever it is. And you're like, you're like in it and it like feels so good. And then your brain's like, fuck, this scares me. I don't actually know where we're turning left yet. I actually don't know where the death, I don't, there's too un- many unknowns come back. And the way that it gets us to come back is, uh, through worry self-deprecation, picking fights, uh, you get sick. Like you literally just start getting sick. So there's these things. And what is so interesting is uh, now that I'm thinking about them, a lot of them are stressful feelings in the body. (laughs) So you could be literally stressing yourself out to hold yourself back. (laughs) Right. Or you could hold yourself back by just having a feeling of stress or unease in your body that is completely unrelated to the thing you're holding yourself back from. So holding yourself back won't even alleviate that anxiety because it's like, okay, you got to stop eating that food. You have to, you know, get an air purifier in your house, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So fascinating. Okay. I mean, gosh, I love you and I could keep talking to you forever, but I feel like what I hope everyone listening is that you got to really understand of like different ways we can cause stress on ourselves in a way that is not helpful. And then, um, and then identifying it is just the actual feeling versus making meaning out of it is the most important to identify and skip the meaning part, go make meaning of like why the sky is blue, you know, (laughs) find another non-stressful way to make meaning in life. Um, we're going to come back and just a quick second, find out where people can find you, follow you, know more about what you're doing in this planet and also your beat action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. 
Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash beit. Check it out. All right, Dr. Bender, where do you hang out? Where can people, if they were in the area, where can they work with you? Yes. So um, Pure Vitality Rejuvenation Center in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Um, You can go to purevitalitycenter.com and check us out on the website. We're um, we're going to be starting to do TikTok. I'm super excited. We're going to sort of restart our our social media presence. Um, We're also opening up in West Hollywood, so we'll be there. Um, go, go online, check it out. There's lots of interesting things. I'll be making some content. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for your medical TikTok. I really am excited (laughs) because I feel like I'm going to learn something more, uh, when I am, I'll actually open up my TikTok app and you know what? Um, I just have to say y'all, if you are in either of those areas, you've got to go in because talk about like making meaning and causing stress. I went in to your offices when I was in LA, uh, to get, um, an IV. Cause I was like, gosh, I just, I'm like, I feel a little under the weather. Like, but I was like, I can't be sick. Maybe I felt like this because this is going on. Maybe I feel like this is cause this is going on. Got the IV and I'm like, no dehydrated lack of nutrition. Wasn't doing my normal morning routine for three weeks. So I, <laughs> there's nothing to make meaning of. I just needed, my body just needed nutrition. <laughs> you just needed the thing. Yes. <laughs> Beat action items. I'm really happy to have you on y'all last time. Not, I'm not, I don't want to like, you know, I have no idea what she's going to say, but I just wanted to say to all of you, her last beat action item, when she was on, so you have to listen to that show. We'll put it in the show notes below. One of our listeners reported back that she did it and she made money doing it. So just saying these beat action items, if you actually use them, they're very beneficial. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. I was going to, I don't know how to follow that one up. Right. Like that was juiciest. That was like the best, my best action item. Um, yeah, I would say my action item for, for this one, especially like stress related and things like that is if you can do any sort of presence body, um, like getting back into your body. So, you know, so movements, great Pilates dance, any of those things sort of like get back into your body. I think doing that and then reassessing like is this my body feeling this way and just letting it discharge, right? So sometimes shaking is a really, really, really helpful way to just discharge energy. So just like your whole body, just like shake, 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 shake. And that can just discharge whatever that emotion or energy is. You know, I love that. And it's true. Like you can just like, you know, let it out, let the anxiety out, let that out. I mean, not that we're, we're dogs, but like my dogs will like stretch when they want to stretch. And then all of a sudden they'll just be like saying, they're like shake, whatever is <laughs> happening. And I'm like, they know what they, they just do it. They don't ask permission. They just do what 
what they're feeling. We should all do that. It's going to be okay. No one's going to be like, what is that person doing? Trust me. They're so busy trying to make meaning of whatever stresses in their life. They're not paying attention to you. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many patients, like I'll see them and they're, they're just, I, I see them sitting like this. Right. And I'm like, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. They're so disconnected. That's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to shake together. Right. And doing it together, it's cool. And then they're completely like, it just changes the whole thing. So if you're feeling anything shake. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I love you. You're so amazing. I learned so much being around you and y'all, how are you going to use these tips, this information in your life? We want to know tag Dr. Bender tag of the be it pod. Let us know if you have questions about this, send it to the be it pod. Brad and I can answer things on the recap episode. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. The Atelier Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week, so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode, so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beitpod.com slash toe socks. That's gonna take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save 
some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.